Welcome into the channel podcast. I am your host, Randy, alongside my good friend, Austin Brown. It is the week of October the 2nd, 2022. The Vols are on a bye this week, so we just get to talk about just about anything we want to, really. Just about a look at, yeah, just look around the country, a look into LSU, look around the SEC. I mean, we can talk about whatever we want to, Austin, because we had a Bible. Yes. So yes. this is kind of an exciting podcast because we've usually talked about Tennessee football, but there was no Tennessee football. No. But uh, we have several things to talk about. We also have some complaints to talk about. I have a complaint. You have a complaint. So let's complain. We should just complain because why not? Why not? Yeah. I'm not saying I'm complaining. I'm I'm addressing a situation. Is complaining I'm complaining. Means I, complaining means I want it to be fixed. I, I don't want this to be fixed. I'm, I'm complaining. This. I'm complaining. Okay. I'm complaining. But first off, real quick, uh, our good friend Lacey wants to tell everyone hello. If you haven't been following her on Twitter, she just texted me. If you haven't been following her on Twitter, um, in our situation, just be praying for her, thinking about her, and uh, knowing that everyone is. Um, Thinking about you, Lacey, and uh, your son, Nash. Yeah, we're she all says hello. Mm-hmm. We are. And she says hello, and um, we are thinking about you. But let's get this episode started. Um, like I said, we're going to look around country. We're going to look ahead to LSU. But let's let's complain first. I'm going to complain. You don't have to complain, but I'm going to complain. Because I got a big, biggest complaint ever after watching the Alabama game, but what is your I said pr- maybe primary complaint here or okay. just whatever you uh, want to I say? Mean, I'm not sure if it's a complaint. I, I think it's more just like, I just want to tell the situation and it's very bad and it's hilarious to me. And it's down there. In our good, fo- our good friends in college station, you know, the, uh, the uh, cult or no college football team that <laughs> are called the Texas A&M Aggies. That's a cult. It's a cult. It's a cult. It's like it's a cult down there. Shouldn't be shouldn't be questioned anymore. It is a cult. Um sorry if anyone has any love for the Aggies listening, but uh pretty weird. Um they went up to Starkville well, uh, yesterday, 4 p.m. And uh they got absolutely torn to shreds by Mike Leach and the Mississippi State offense. And it's just it's just so funny to me. Like AM, they came in with all this hype. And but we all said they're just, this is gonna be the best roster ever go eight and four. Now eight and four, that's that's a little too much, I think. I mean, I think this they'd be lucky to go six and six or seven and five. I have I don't have their schedule in front of me, but it's a train wreck. I mean, okay, two four seven. If you if you use two four seven and they do these roster composite ranking so that's like the accumulative talent of your entire roster based on the 247 ratings recruiting rankings they have the fourth most talented roster in all of college football college football and jimbo has them posting as the worst offense in the sec the 105th offense in the entire country and and they and they've lost now to mississippi state and appalachian state appy state i mean <laughs> What? 
<laughs> I mean, I, I mean, does it really surprise me? Yes, a little bit. I thought they'd be better than this. Good God. I mean, I know they have struggles at quarterback and they've, they've tried out some different things, but still, there's no excuse you can throw out there for what they're putting up. It, it, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Should he be in the hot seat? I think so. He's in year five. He's built an incredible roster. Wait, he's, he's in year five? He's in year five. He's been there five years? Yes. This is wow. the fifth year. And the best he's done was that uh he he did win a Sugar Bowl I think in his in the COVID year. That's that's the peak of the of the Jimbo Fisher era. And uh, yeah, his his buyout though it's a uh, still it's a little hefty. Um, ninety four million dollars. That that would that that's what they got to pay to get old Jimbo out of the maroon and white. <laughs> um, and uh. I don't. I know Texas A&M's got some got some deep pocketed boosters, but good God Almighty, what were you thinking about with that? And I'm, it's not even like, why did Jimbo? Why do people think Jimbo's so good? Do you do you want to? Do you have any idea why people think he was good outside of that one national title? Because he he was uh, Bobby Bowden's predecessor. He was a coach in line. He did win that one national title. Uh, yeah, with Jameis. I mean, with Jameis Winston, they had a pretty good record while he was there, but then at the end, he kind of hit a little slump. He was kind of in a downfall a little bit. And then Texas AM picked him up, paid him one of the largest contracts at the time. And, um, listen, I thought when you a minute ago, when you said he's in year five. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. I thought it was like year three or something like that. I was like, okay, we'll just give the guy a little bit more time. I'm if I'm an AM fan, I'm giving this guy one more year because wasn't last year the highest ranking recruiting class in the history of recruiting classes? Yeah, but even the ones behind that though were top five. It's not even like I mean, if you give those those classes, I expect to be in the SEC title game every year. Yeah. Yeah. And not losing to third by thirty to A and M or to Mississippi State, and getting sh- upset by App State. I mean, good lord. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty bad. It's, it's. I don't know why I thought it was in year three, but year five. That's it's pushing it. That's his pushing situ- it. His situation at Florida State kind of reminds me of David Shaw at Stanford. Right. David Shaw, you know, he took over after Harbaugh left, and he did pretty good, but now it's. The, top, the bottom's falling out, and he's 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 coasting now to like five win seasons every year, and I think that's where Jimbo is heading, but he got out before the fires got got hot enough. Are you doing the surrender Cobra right now for AM? No, I always do it, but yeah, sure for AM. If, uh, if you're listening to us, Austin has his hands both behind his head. At the it's how I Cobra. Would, it's how that's... I would be at two four twenty four seven if I were an Aggie fan. And you know what? I kind of was rooting for the dude. I don't like Jimbo a whole lot, but the way he attacks Saban, I I I enjoyed that as I did like that. Did. And now this guy comes out and he looks like the biggest fraud upon all frauds in college football. College football. They always said Jimbo or um, Jim Harbaugh was the most overrated coach in college football. I think it has to be Jimbo because I mean he's had one. Really great season. I mean, they did make the playoff in 14, but that was also with Jameis, and they got their ass beat by Oregon. I, I just and, – and the fact that he, he prides himself as an offensive guy, 
and they have the worst offense in all of college in all the SEC, and one of the worst in all of college football. How is that even possible? Yeah, that's pretty bad, especially with the amount of talent that he has gotten. Like you said, and this upcoming season, he has one of the like the most highly touted ranked recruiting class in the history of NCAA. Like, there has yeah. never been a higher ranked recruiting class coming in. So I'd give him one or two more years, and but I don't know if he's going to make it. If he doesn't do it next year, I don't know what the heck's going to go on because that guy is just – I don't know. How do you, I, I, how, how, do you, how do you pay that buyout, though? Yeah, close to $95 million. I, I thought at the time when Florida State let him go, I thought they were crazy because Florida State wouldn't give him the facilities. They wouldn't build around him. He said, we need facilities, we need upgrades. They're like, no. We don't want to spend the money, and they let, they, let, they let him go. So I thought it was a Florida State problem. I still have to see it play out because you never know what could happen in one season with him. Mm-hmm. But for what we've seen so far, it hasn't been very good. It has and, not been very good. And even before that, I mean, what he's done at AM, I mean, he took over AM's. AM wasn't bad. They weren't in a bad, like, what was uh, someone's record when they fired him? Uh, it, it was like five and seven, right? Or six and six. It wasn't that, that was, bad. I mean, was, they still had was, a good roster. It was seven and five when yeah, they fired someone. But um, you can make the comparison to someone and Jimbo, but you can say what you want. Someone sucked. He was terrible. Someone oh, was horrible. I, I think he I saw horrible. He has the same exact record as someone in five years. It's a little bit different. I don't think it's the exact same, but um, uh, it's close. But someone was bad. Uh, Jimbo is starting to look pretty bad. But you invested so much money in him. It's a lot harder when you invest that much money in someone. And you have to swallow all that money. So it's a little bit a little bit different. But, uh, yeah, I agree with you, Austin. It's, it's, well, it's and the other side of it, uh, Mississippi State, they are damn good. They're I good. Think. They are good. Fears makes me a little scared that they got they lost LSU, but uh, outside of that, yeah. Well, I, I told you before the podcast. I think Mississippi State kind of reminds me of the way Tennessee plays, in a way. And you said like they lost LSU. I also think that they don't have a hidden hooker on their team, so um, we'll get to that a little bit later with the LSU preview of this upcoming weekend. But uh, let me get into my little. Complaint. Yours wasn't. Yours wasn't necessarily a complaint, but mine is like a raging complaint, and it kind of just came to me in the middle of watching college football this weekend, and that's Alabama Crimson Tide. Okay, I don't ever, 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 ever again want to see an Alabama Crimson Tide player win the Heisman unless they are just out of this world. Okay, out of this world. Watching the Alabama game. Versus Arkansas, and Alabama won 49-26, to and they actually killed Arkansas, which you probably saw coming because I think Arkansas is a tad – I wouldn't even say we're ready. I still think they're that good. I think they're okay. But here's my main and primary complaint about this whole garbage scene at Alabama. I don't ever want to see – are here another thing about oh Alabama the Heisman winner is Alabama 
He's on Alabama's roster. Mm -hmm. The first thing I heard on this game when Bryce Young went out, what are they going to do out their Heisman quarterback? Nothing. They keep moving. Nothing exactly. happens. He went out, and guess what? It stayed the same. I'm sick of this Alabama bullshit. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of this Alabama BS. It's annoying. It's ruined college football. I've said it a hundred times. It is ruined college football. Alabama has ruined college football. He's Bryce Young goes out. Like I just said. Well, 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 what are they? What's Alabama gonna do? The same damn thing. The, the, the quarterback was his name, Jalen Milrow. I can't remember what his name, but guess what? You're gonna know his name in the next couple of weeks because they're like, oh, he's a front runner for Heisman. Next year, two years. They're going to start talking about it right now. And it's the most annoying yeah. thing. When you play a position in Alabama, you don't even have to be good. Everybody yeah. around you is so good. You can be average and look amazing. I am it, so sick and tired of every year Alabama. He's, they have a Heisman finalist. And I get it. They're amazing. Of course, because they're surrounded by amazing players. I can play quarterback for Alabama and win games. And I've never mm -hmm. played quarterback in my entire life, ever in my life. This is my biggest complaint. I don't ever want to hear another Heisman candidate coming from Alabama. It does. It's irrelevant. It's irrelevant. Bryce Young goes down. Dude comes in. Nothing changes. Nothing. Nothing changes. They blow him out still with their backup quarterback. So I am... So sick of the Alabama Crimson Tide. Heisman candidates, just like the year Mark Ingram won it. Listen, Mark Ingram was good, I admit. He was a good running back. But then you had Toby Gerhardt over here that had almost like 5 billion yards rushing total yards yeah. in college football. And Mark Ingram, they're like, give it to Mark Ingram. Okay, this dude just broke records in college football. And, this, and Mark Ingram gets it ahead of him because he plays for Alabama. And I get it. SEC is a different animal. A different breed. It is. But I'm so sick and tired of seeing this Alabama bullshit all the time. Just because you play for them doesn't mean you're a Heisman candidate. But apparently it does. Because guess what? The quarterback that came in for Bryce Young is probably now a Heisman candidate coming in the next season or the previous or, or the following season. Like yeah. it's, it's unbelievably stupid. And it pisses me off. Because you have Hinton Hooker over here just thrown two interceptions in the last two seasons, and he's just now being talked about. If 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 he would have came, imagine if Hendon Hooker played for Alabama. He wouldn't have to do uh, shit. He wouldn't have to do no. shit. It would just no, be plug that, and play. That dude would be on top of every board in the country. Number one draft pick. Number one draft pick. Because he plays for Tennessee in a roster that isn't as talented as Alabama, mm -hmm. he's, he's being overlooked. He's finally getting looked at, finally, after, you know, 40 nine touchdowns and like two interceptions or something like that. Um, but if he did that at Alabama, people were like drooling over him. Like, oh my God, he's the best player in the world. Oh my God, you put him with all this coaching and got him the ball every time because the defense kept getting stops. I mean, and he's so oh, amazing. How, how does he do it? And he was already the number one overall player coming out of high school. I mean, the guy, I, I, remember, I remember, what was his Heisman speech that he like battled all, all this adversity? I'm like, what adversity? Shit, bro. From 18 years old, you were touted, or not from 16 years old, you're touted as the best quarterback in, in this class. You go to Alabama where you're on the best roster on coach, college football, and then you just rip through everyone but 
but AM that one time and go and win the Heisman. I mean, there's there's no adversity in that trip, buddy. I'm sorry. It's it's been just like number one, number one, number one, number one. What adversity? Maybe like a, a high school coach, like, yeah, that guy ain't that good, <laughs> or something like that's the most adversity you can find in his track record. It's 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 irritating, it's annoying. But part of me has to be honest, and it's a little impressive that Alabama can just plug and play like that because AM has similar talent and they proven they can't. Well, because Alabama has the best coach to ever live mm-hmm. in the history of football. Lombardi, you're not as good. I don't care. Um, whoever is the greatest coaches that are listed, I can't think of them at this exact moment. Imagine Lombardi's watching this podcast. He's <laughs> <laughs> rolling over his ground. Hey, sorry. Uh, Bear Bryant, sorry, you're not that. Sorry, you're not that. Nick Saban is the best coach in the history of football. So anyone who anyone who thinks any Alabama, Alabama player should win Heisman is damn near just it blows my mind. It's just it blows it's, my mind. It's sickening. They don't have to win everything, guys. I mean, you give every guy every advantage and then stack them with the best coaching. Yeah, they're gonna put up an amazing season. I'm pretty sure they'll do amazing, like unless they get injured. That's the only thing. If an Alabama quarterback is good and makes through 12 games, he he's going to be in New York City. That's a guarantee, basically. Yes, exactly. And I have a lot of Alabama friends that are Alabama fans that are actually true Alabama fans. But watching a game with them is the most unreal thing I've ever watched in my entire life. They don't gain a first down. They're like, crap. Rest, throw a flag. I'm like, shut up. Like, shut up. Like, you have, you're so spoiled. Their fan base is so spoiled. It's unreal. They lose one game and they're losing their minds. Like, well, that's it for the season. No, don't worry. You're, you'll be right back in it. Uh, when you, you know, you're right back. It's just, I cannot stand. And you're the one who wants to expand playoffs. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like, it, it's not going to matter. It's not going to yeah. matter. They lose one game in the regular season with a 14 playoff. They're still in. It doesn't matter. But guess what? Guess who's in the playoff right now? If it's expanded, Tennessee right now is in the playoff. So I'm just letting you know that. Sure. So sure. exactly. So sure. can't bitch about that. But I can't bitch about and complain about Alabama. I Should never have a Heisman winner unless they're just on out of this world talent. There's, there's never enough reasons to hate Alabama. They're, just out of this world talent because. But speaking of top-ranked teams that struggled this weekend, let's talk about our friends in Athens. Who, uh, <laughs> you know, they had that close game with Kent State. They let Kent State score, and them. we're like, "What? What? What is that? that that's not real." I, I myself said I would not look into that. That that was just a weird game. They only scored thirty against Sanford. Then they put fifty on South Carolina. They're they're still the best team in college college football. Then they go up to Missouri and. Um, I actually bet on this game, and I bet Georgia minus twenty nine and a half. Uh, that bet did not did not do too well uh, because Georgia Georgia struggled. They had a bad game. I watched a lot of this game, and the Missouri D line was getting to their running backs. They were kept throwing incompletions because they'd rush on Stetson. He wouldn't have time to think, and I think they fumbled. It was just a mess of a game for the for three quarters for Georgia, in Missouri. I mean they they were they were doing they were getting they were getting on the board. They would get I think they they scored one touchdown and then and then oh my god the kicker uh Harrison 
Mevis or something like that. They have the best kicker I've seen in the SEC maybe my entire life. The guy made up, I think, two or three 50-plus yarders, and one of them you could have said would have been good from 65. The guy, and he's a chubby guy, and after the field goal that put (laughs) the last field goal, he does a little strut like, (laughs) he's got his big, (laughs) big chest plate. (laughs) It's like, fuck you, Georgia. (laughs) I'm here to ruin everyone's bets. I didn't care. I was losing money at that point. I hate Georgia. So, uh, anyways, they 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 turn it on the second half, and you know, talent kick beats beats the hell out of them, but and they get the win. But still, they're human. They showed mm-hmm. flaws. They look human. They Stetson look, look like bad Stetson. That's two weekends in a row that they've looked human, mm-hmm. and they dropped in the rankings by one spot, of course, to Alabama because they got every Heisman winner in the country on their team. So. But pal, I just I, I'm just I'm, <laughs> it, it, I, I would love to if 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 Alabama did not jump Georgia in the rankings, could you imagine the fine bomb, fine bomb calls the next week? Pal, we, we beat Arkansas by by a billion. How are we not number one? Georgia didn't do that. Now what's this Ohio State nonsense? I heard somebody vote them number one. That can't be allowed. What they do? Beat that Shiano fella? Do you see Shiano? <laughs> no, don't know. He, he he tried to fight Ryan Day. Well, I mean that's that's too 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 evil. He was it's like <laughs> it was like the hold me back, uh, two guys, you know, hold me well, hold me back men <laughs> for for Ryan Day and Rick Shiano trying to fight him. I yeah. just, I find them I find that man just I I can't believe we almost hired him, but whatever. Oh, speaking of which, the only offense in college football, or one of the few offenses that are worse than AM's, is, is Rutgers. They're 106th in the country in offense. Who's your head coach again? Greg Schiano. Oh, Mr. Greg Schiano. That's nuts. Get, get over it. Get over it, UT fans. Get over it. We don't get over anything. I never want to. I'm never getting over anything. I'm get holding over on. it. Get over I, it. I'm holding on to Derek Dooley not hurting an offensive lineman. I'm holding on to Butch Jones saying Chai Tuttle fell in the helmet. I'm holding on to Barry uh Brady Hoke making us run out in a monsoon. I'm holding on to it all. Okay. I remember I pr- I'm proud that I can remember every single moment I was pissed off wearing this color. Get over it. Get no. over it. Get no. over it. No, who gives a shit? Shut up. Oh like, well, but we gotta talk about our friends in the in the in the bluegrass state. Let's get to that. Let's just go around the SEC real quick, Where and then we'll the go SEC? a little bit around the country. Let's yes. let's hit the SEC for a little smidget of this podcast. Uh, yeah, let's go. Let's go to the bluegrass. Let's go to bluegrass state. All right. Um, this game was a just a cluster fuck of <laughs> mistakes from Kentucky. I mean, just couldn't kick an extra point. Um, couldn't do anything right. Uh, they looked terrible. Um, Ole Miss didn't look great either. Um, these Both these teams didn't look great. And, uh, yeah, Kentucky but, lost 22-19 to Ole Miss. But, 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 but Rainey, um, isn't, <laughs> isn't Will Levis the number one pick in the draft? I, I, how did he only score 19 points on this Ole Miss defense that isn't that 
nothing nothing not a world beater but I, I, he should have been like just wheeling and dealing and into the end zone every possession just i thought he was better than him and hooker everyone told me he was all the kentucky fans said he was much better than hooker we were crazy for saying our quarterback was better than him awesome will levis is the best quarterback to ever live number one draft pick <laughs> best quarterback in the sec but he can't hold on to the damn ball. He's reckless. Mm -hmm. Will Levis is reckless. He's yeah. a reckless quarterback. He's going to cause you a game. And he does it he so many times in dramatic fashion when he just runs and fumbles. And the best quarterback ever, though, man, you know. He's always oh, yeah. oh, great Heisman. He, no, he had a sorry. safety in the end zone. He fumbled on a run, and then he got strip sacked. He, so he cost his team three possessions where he dropped back best. Now I'm not gonna. I'll give him this. His offensive line is absolutely abysmal. You know, and Tyler Barron and Byron Young coming around the end every freaking time on them, and making his life live in hell. But on October 29th, but still, I mean, you gotta know when to get rid of the ball. It felt like, felt like a, like Matt Ryan when he had the, uh, didn't he? Didn't he have a, he had a fumble today? Yeah, he had a fumble and uh yeah, two right. fumbles? Yeah, two. Yeah. Yeah, yeah two, two fumbles. Mm -hmm. uh, that's when I tweeted out, man, uh Will Levels would make an outstanding Indianapolis Colt. <laughs> he, he would just he would just be perfect in that. He, he wouldn't even change color. It would be blue, it'd be white, and he'd be dropping the ball in the pocket. That would be happening a lot. And I know why you you know why he's rated as a number one overall player or, or top ten pick in the draft. They just like his um, what do you call it? The stuff that made Mitch Trubisky a huge pick. His like they love his upside. Loves upside. They love his his arm they strength. Love his and upside. All this, they love his and all this stuff like he that. Love, they love his hand size. They love his his athletic ability. <laughs> they love they love his. 40 time he got run but guess what that doesn't translate to a good player sorry doesn't I, you know who's like doing you know what i want a guy like geno smith and that, that kind of reminds me of hidden hooker a guy that can just do stuff with his feet take hits and know where to put the ball doesn't cost you possessions do you know what life be like if hidden hooker had the amount of turnovers will levis had well i'll, I'll tell you we'd have two loss on a record on our, mm -hmm. on our record right now, if 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 he took care of the ball like Will Loves took care of the ball, mm -hmm. we have a, I'm that is such a thing I don't think about enough. How thankful I am that Hooker doesn't cost us possessions ever. And you know why the ball often time. You you don't know why he doesn't cost us possessions or turnovers. He's very slim pickings on turnovers because we have a good ass head coach who knows his players' strengths. Mm -hmm. That is the reason why. And we have quarterbacks for days and days and days after this season. It doesn't stop. Like they're just, they keep coming. They keep coming. That's, that's what she said. And that's how, that, that's okay. how. A bit more details. I know. I don't care. That's how you win games as a good quarterback. Kevin Sumlin, going back to, Earlier, you're talking about Kevin Sumlin, Jimbo Fisher. That's how Kevin Sumlin looked good. Why? Because he had a great quarterback. Why did Butch Jones look good? Because he had a great quarterback. But what happened when Butch Jones lost his great quarterback? He looked like the coach that he actually was. 
Josh mm-hmm. Heupel is a good coach that coaches good quarterbacks, that gets good quarterbacks. That's what he does, and he's not bad. He's very good at making quarterbacks that aren't necessarily taking a hooker, a reject from Virginia Tech. Takes him, gets him, coaches him, plays him. Look at him now. He is talked about as a Heisman candidate, and he's a reject. I think what he does so great is he gets guys in open space. He reminds me a lot of Steve Spurrier in that sense. Like, think of the quarterback Steve Spurrier had. Uh, Danny Werfel. Uh, I didn't really grow up watching that era of football, but I, I uh, Jesse Palmer, right? Jesse, Jesse Palmer? Yeah, okay, those are some of his quarterbacks. They're not guys who made it, made bank in the NFL, you know? None of those guys lasted long in the league. Well, Heupel takes those kind of kind of guys similar. I'm not saying Hooker won't last long in the league. I don't know, but I don't think he'll last too long. I, I just I don't. I mean, I love Hooker and think he's excellent, but um, you know he he he's he's somewhere around the middle, just like those guys were. Not not middle, but good middle. You know, you have to be a certain kind of elite to make in the NFL, but he doesn't have to have the best quarterback in the world because he gets guys in open space. Just so well. That's what Spurrier did so well. He made, just got his receivers in open space and let his quarterbacks hit him. It was, it, it, he was the best play caller in the SEC, in SEC history. And I think Link, I think, I think Josh Heupel can go down maybe as one of the, one of the greatest. Cause he is, I, I mean, I've never, we, we score at will. It's at, at times, especially that Florida game, man. Like there were times against Pitt where I think we didn't score in the second half against Pitt. I think we played bad against Pitt, but Florida every well, hit. It, it goes to what you said uh, early in the season before, like I think it was game one between game one and game two, when you said, and I'm going to quote this probably a bunch throughout the season. When this offense is clicking, it works. Mm-hmm. Like when it's working, it is working and mm-hmm. you cannot stop it. When it's working, it's working, and you can not stop it. It's impossible to stop when it's working. Impossible, unless you get a cramp. And well, that, well, that, that, and then we're back. But kudos to everyone who played so far. They have not cramped up. They have not. They not have yet. not cramped up. Kudos uh, to I'll everyone. Hold my, I'll hold my breath. But uh, they, they, they have, they have not. Um. All right, awesome. Let's go around the SEC and the country. Okay. Let's do this. All right. Uh, Davos took the lead. Your Braves took the lead. <laughs> this is a big game. <laughs> if you're if you're watching the live podcast, you see Austin continuously looking up into his left hand side in the screen up there. And uh he keeps watching the Braves game. Well, this is practically a clinching game. I think if we win tonight and win tomorrow, we'll win the East after being told we were not going to by several people, including myself. <laughs> I, I, I said, I, I, at one point, I was like, I don't think we can do this. But uh, whatever. Um, let's move on. College football, we're at commercial break. I'm pausing it. Um, commercial break. <laughs> this is sponsored by no one. Um, all right, around the SEC and the country. Um, <laughs> 
Uh, we just talked about Ole Miss in Kentucky. Let's break that down just a tad. Uh, I actually want to do like an overrated or underrated in this game. Is Ole Miss underrated or is Kentucky overrated or vice versa? I think, I think, God, I don't. This, this is a tough one. This is a tough I, I don't, one. College football is so weird right now. I know. This, this team, like if LSU is having a normal year, they're, they're, they're amazing. And I don't know, these teams just seem like seven and five teams, but they're probably going to win like nine or ten games because the league is so down. Yes. Well, like we're halfway, almost halfway through the season. So you can kind of put together who is kind of for real and who is kind of not. But this game right here is really hard to put that together of who's real, who's not. I don't think Kentucky's that good. No, I don't. I think they have a good defense on terms of, I don't think it's like the best defense in the world. I think they struggle at some things, but it's a good defense. I think Ole Miss has a good defense. I think Ole Miss has a, I don't know their offense. I I, I don't know because when they're running the ball, great, it's great. But the passing game, it's hit or miss. It feels like some days it's really good, some days it's really bad. It's hard to tell. Uh, I'm gonna say they're good at offense or they're good at defense and they're above average at offense, especially in. But in this year, it's like a top twenty offense. Mm. So I'm gonna say Ole Miss is good. I think they should have probably won this game by more. I, I'm trying to remember how that. I feel like they missed on some possessions. I mean, hell, Kentucky should have made two extra points. So, but Kentucky, yeah, I don't know. They're so weird. Kentucky's every year with Mark Stoops, and they have a good team. They just they they underperform against the MAC teams they on their schedule. And then they might struggle with Missouri and we'll beat them, obviously, <laughs> even when we're having a down year. So I'm going to say they're both good, honestly. Like in terms of this year of the SEC, how we are, where we're at right now, they're, mm-hmm. they're good. They're good. They're like nine and three teams, both of them. I think Kentucky. Will Levis is going to make mistakes every single game. Okay. That's just who he is. He is he is he is a risk taker, and his risks usually don't pay off. Mm-hmm. And he makes big time mistakes in crucial moments. I think Ole Miss is pretty damn good. Their defense is a whole lot better than last season. I think they're really good. I think Kentucky is. Overrated, overrated, and it, it, it shows after they played. Listen, they played Florida. I get that. We played Florida. We both beat them. Florida again, overrated. But Florida and Tennessee is much bigger rivalry than Kentucky, Florida. Sorry, I hate to break it to you, Kentucky fans, delusional people. But that's how it is. I think Kentucky is just Kentucky. I just they're. I just I don't think they're that good. I've watched them, watched every game just basically this entire season. I don't think they're that good. I don't think they're that good. Ole Miss, I think they're pretty good. 
They're pretty Dude, good. Pretty. No, Jackson Dart. He, he's good. He's good, but he's not. He's very hit or miss. Like he, I think he he, he threw he overthrew a lot of balls. I think he got sacked and got bit and threw an interception. I don't know. And they haven't wanted to throw a lot in their games. If you watch that Georgia Tech game, I think they just ran it all day, which, okay, that's one thing to say about Ole Miss. They have a really good running game. That is a good running game. They definitely have a better offense than Kentucky. That is mm-hmm. not up for debate. I would say Kentucky, I'd take their defense over Ole Miss's. Just, just a hair. Just a hair better. That was a great matchup. Those teams are such on the same level. All right, Mississippi, Mississippi State defeats Texas A&M, which goes along what you said earlier in the podcast. They defeat them 42-24. to 24. Thoughts on that game, Mississippi State and A&M? Well, like I said about A&M, it's a, it's a joke, but they don't know they're doing it quarterback. Their, their defense scores half their points. <laughs> but today, this the defense just kind of gave out because I mean hell uh Mississippi State has a great offense. Just I, that is a that is a fun offense to watch. They 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 get the ball out and it's and it helped a lot, I think, that they were at home. I think uh if that game's a call station, it's probably a lot different game. But mm-hmm. the fact that you know the A and M defense didn't have the crowd behind them, it it gave it gave it made it easier for Mississippi State just to light them up and Willie Rogers. I think Will Rogers is probably the uh, third or fourth best quarterback in the SEC. I think Hooker and Bryce Young are the only two quarterbacks that I'm sure are better than him. And Stetson Bennett, uh, at times I'd say he's better, but I I think Will Rogers has a higher ceiling. I'm going to say Will Will Rogers is the third best quarterback in the SEC. All right. Um, I think Mississippi State is – Solid team. I think AM is just not good right now. They're just not good at all. But speaking of Bryce Young, let's get into what I said earlier. <laughs> you just mentioned your game. I'm going to mention my game. You said Bryce Young in Alabama defeats Arkansas 49 to 26. You have the best quarterback in the SEC. What are the top three? Bryce Young, which he is. But old boy uh, Jalen Milrow comes in for Bryce Young and just looks just like Bryce Young. So I I just <laughs> I'm just getting angry all over again with this whole Alabama bullshit uh, of uh, their players being the best ever when your backup comes in and looks just as good as your freaking starter. Um, I Alabama's good. There always will be good under Nick Saban until he just d- is deceased. I, I, Arkansas is good. They're not great. They're okay. I love Sam Pittman, but Alabama, it's just, they're going to Alabama. Their fourth string could be a sort for pretty much any team in the country. So, uh, go to hell, Alabama, and their stupid Heisman shit that they always do. Oh, we're going to get the Heisman winner and Bryce Young's out. Well, our backup's going to do the same damn thing. Oh, my God. Like this, it's just bullshit. Anyway, Alabama's going to Alabama. That is just the basically same 
crap that happens every year. The, Alabama barely wins a game. We're like, oh my god, Alabama's done. No, they're do not. You, Shut the hell up. It's the same. Do you hate Alabama more or less than you did like two years ago? I hate them always. I know, but like, I don't know. It your hatred increases and decreases. I don't know. Lately, I haven't been seeing as many of their as of their fans as I used to. I feel like they've gotten kind of bored with being bandwagon fans for this team. And they just kind of faded out, kind of like they they took it off their license oh. plates, and they're just they, I don't know they, they stopped paying attention to college football altogether, probably. And oh, uh, and I just haven't seen like cause, and we've hung with them like lately. I think uh, well last year we did we we were around them, and it, they just seem like I feel like Nick is kind of getting there. I feel like it's 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 it's, it's they're never gonna be the absolutely dominating just like overwhelming national champions anyway they might win another title i'm not saying it's impossible or it's not going to happen but i don't feel like they'll have a chokehold over college football like they like they did yeah i'm gonna disagree with that they're gonna be back every single year as long as a demon is in charge so um no i hate them i absolutely despise them i can't stand them i want they just go to hell. Don't care. Hate them. Can't stand them. Alabama can go straight to hell. Could care less. Hate H-E-W them. I, sticks. No, there's no, there's no spilling it out. Hell is where they need to go. That is where they need to go. Hell. And there's stupid coach and they're stupid. Oh my God. Our high school winners out. Oh my God, what do we do? Shut the fuck up. Like, shut the hell up. Um, same, same story every year. Uh, backup comes, backup comes in. For, yeah. NIL money. Like, hey, yeah, did you sit here paying yeah. them didn't get number one in class? Well, we can't let that happen. And then Nick Saban's like, oh, they're paying them more. Nick Saban, we're paying, they're paying them our money. And it's paying more money. Shut the hell up, dude. You've been paying your players in cars and money. Shut up. You, you're the well, damn no. devil. You're the he's, damn devil. He's off his rocker because, uh, 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 just, uh, what's the car they, a charger doesn't get a player anymore. Charger like, doesn't get a play anymore. And then you're yeah. like, the Texas A&M pay for your whole entire team. Dude, you've been doing that for a damn 13, 14 years. Dude, did shut you, up. Did you hear what he said? Uh, so Bryce Young tweets his shoulder, right? You know? And uh, yeah. he, go, he goes to the presser and says, oh, that happens all the time. It's not a big deal. I was like, I wouldn't do that to my quarterback. Do you know what it does to his draft stock that, that Nick Saban goes out there and says, oh, yeah, he gets injured all the time. It's, it's he's 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 very uh up and awesome. down with his his health awesome no his draft stats will no, be awesome. damaged by that awesome he plays for alabama he's gonna go number one overall he's the best oh. player in the freaking world he's 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 the 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 be all above all he is the greatest i don't player know man i don't in know the man. history there, of mankind this, there, there's this quarterback i uh, think's better he, he you know he eats bananas without the peel with the peels on so uh, <laughs> and, and puts mayonnaise in, in his coffee clearly no. that's something only a, the greatest quarterback ever what if it, okay if he like in the just live in the imaginary world if like we ended up in a world where will levis is basically tom brady how people view him then every quarterback will start putting mayonnaise in their coffee, start eating whole bananas with the whole peel on. It'll be like a trend. And I'm sure he has more weird quirks that we haven't heard about yet that he's going to force onto the uh, aspiring quarterbacks of the generations to come. I mean, it's, it, it, it's, it's going to be, it could be dangerous. Yeah. Thank God he's terrible. I'm going to go out on a little limb here, a little short limb, maybe a long limb. I don't know what kind of limb, but I'm going on a limb here. 
Um, Hinton Hooker is the best quarterback in the SEC. If you put Hinton Hooker on Alabama, he's lighting the world on fire. You put him on Georgia, lighting the planet on fire. He is the number one Heisman candidate, not even close. Best player in the country, talked about all over the entire globe. You, you can't get enough of him. He's everywhere. But he plays for Tennessee. And they're <sighs> making their way up, and they're not they're quite there yet. But they're getting there because of one guy, Hendon Hooker, Cinco. Number five, that is why. Is the only reason why we are in the position we're at because Josh Heupel has enough sense to coach the damn players he's got, and he's got a Dude. damn good player. Did you happen to see what happened to our friends in uh, in Norman, Oklahoma tonight, yesterday? Did you see the the day they had? Yeah, they lost. They didn't lose. They're they just didn't lose. They they didn't just lose. I was about to say they lost, right? They got their ass kicked up and down the state of Texas by the TCU Horn Frogs. I mean, dude, I don't know, man. I, I I know those Big Twelve teams are giving them an extra ass kicking because they they're leaving the conference. But uh, man, if Oklahoma brings this kind of team to the Southeastern Conference, it ain't gonna be pretty. But then, you know, I mean, I know Dylan Gabriel. Got injured or whatever, and then that's when it really went downhill extra. But still, I mean, the fact—I mean, it's TCU. It's TCU. I mean, Gary Patterson had them in a good place, and I, I think Sonny Dykes is a pretty good coach. I mean, not terrible. Per, I mean, he's, he might be better than I thought, I guess. But man, I'm sure those folks in Norman aren't feeling too hot, feeling too hot about having them play. Georgia, Alabama, Auburn. Well, Auburn when they're good. LSU when they're good. And us often. That's not something I'd be looking forward to. But uh man. Oh, and how about our how about our old uh old buddies uh Eric Gray, Wanya Morris, and Keyshawn <laughs> Keyshawn Lawrence. They're they're rethinking their decision as they look outside the top twenty five up at Tennessee in the top ten. But they didn't see that coming. I mean, to be fair, no one did. That's what I was explaining to my dad last night. We are at my niece and nephew's birthday party. Josh Heupel arrives at Tennessee. The entire roster pretty much moves on. Like every spot on top star player goes. And he's doing this with the team he was given. In his second season, they're a top 10 team. A top 10 team. I mean, that, that's, yeah. that's impressive, dude. It's incredibly impressive. Yeah, he, 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 he's done stuff Pruitt couldn't do in three years, and that's honestly going to shock anyone. But um, this gives Pruitt, me, this gives me so up. much, this gives me so much just hope for when he gets his guys in his system. I mean, it just it just makes me that much more excited about this guy because I I texted you this when we kind of hired him and he kind of started doing his thing a little bit, started trucking along, started getting little wins, started doing things. You're like, oh, this is impressive. Did we find a diamond in the rough with Josh Heupel? I think so for sure. I 
people point to his time at UCF, how he regressed every year. And that is true. I don't know what the situation was there, though. But I don't know why he he had that happen there, but still he never had a losing season. But, yes, I I definitely think we found a diamond in the rough. I mean, what he's done with his offense. I mean, this offense was, I think, 96th in all college football when he got here. And I think they're they're number one overall. Well, they were. We had a bye week. But um, they They were were number one. We were before the bye week. And last year we were – I think we had the most – we scored more points than any team in Tennessee history. I mean, I, I, I don't have to tell you what we all, all already know. I mean, he is a great offensive mind. Yeah. And and there, of course, there are things that sometimes bother me. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't agree with this play calling all the time. It's a little too uh, – sometimes the speed is a little too fast at times. But – and, you know, those faking injuries can hurt us. But, man, for the team we got, I mean, this is a – this is better than last year, but not by a whole lot, roster-wise. I mean, it's worse in some areas, especially DB. But, man, if we can just get, like, a couple classes in here and build up a defense and then put out this put out that offense with Nico and whoever's our great receiver, because we're still recruiting. It's hard to say who. Well, speaking of, speaking of what you just said, you said defense, and I tweeted this out earlier in the week. I think it's 13 out of their 21 or 22 commits of next year class are all defense. Mm-hmm. All defense. So he knows what's the problem. He knows they're set on offense, and he is recruiting defense like no other right now because he knows. He knows. He's smart. Yeah, that, that's clear the problem. Um, and even DB, we, we're very injured there. I mean, D. Williams hasn't played all year. Brandon Turnage hasn't been healthy all year. Uh, and then we lost Alante and Theo to the draft. And uh, oh, Warren Burrell's been injured, even though he's not that good. <laughs> but, uh, but it's it, – I will say, though, uh, the only thing I tend to be a little bit questioning on the defense is, do you think Willie Taggart – or not Willie Tiger, Willie Martinez. <laughs> no, speaking of guys who I don't think are doing a great job, do you like <laughs> do you like Willie Martinez running the DBs? Because we didn't necessarily have a I just the don't best many DBs. But even at you know Willie Martinez was our DB coach on Butchers here, and uh, we all even when we had the guys in there, it wasn't outstanding. You know, all right. I, I think that is a that is a position group I would want to upgrade with a I don't know just a better coach I don't know just a thought I mean I, but then again he's a lead recruiter on some of the biggest DBs we have committed right now so I wouldn't want to mess with that obviously right I guess it's something you just don't touch but it's making uh, uh, me feel a little iffy we'll see because like we just mentioned half our recruit class more than half is defensive guys. So that's a really good thing. Um and the and the longevity of what we need to do to make this team better because you know we're good on offense and we need to get better on defense and looking at recruiting rankings and rec- like recruiting classes, like 
apparently we're getting good at that. So, yeah, everyone said Hypo doesn't refer. Uh, no, no, you're wrong. He he does because uh, you're UCF, and that's why you didn't recruit. But um, anyways, next week we are heading to Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Actually, uh-huh. let's get to that in a second. But let's can, can I get to one more game real quick before we yes, get to that? Absolutely. Clemson, NC State. Can we uh, talk about that real yeah. quick? Over, I just want to talk about overrated and underrated. Both of these teams are so overrated. So, Maybe. yes, very overrated. Clemson mm-hmm. sucks. NC State sucks. They both suck. They're not good. Clemson's not good. What, is, State, what is good, though, anymore? Because I feel like I see a lot of not good when I'm watching college football outside of three teams. You know? You gotta give me that. Like, who who would you say is better than Clemson? Would Tennessee be sure. Clemson? Would Tennessee be Clemson? I think. I yes. think so. That defense they would, would be giving us fits, though. I would say that that defense would be not easy to score on. Then again, Wake did score okay on him. I don't know. I don't think Clemson's good at all. I think Clemson's a joke. They don't need to be in the top. They're, they're still in the top five because they won uh, thirty to twenty against NC State. NC State has the worst. Offense I've ever seen. They their offense is atrocious. I that, mean atrocious. That, line, that they were supposed to be a lot better than this. That 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 is disappointing. I will say their defense did okay, but then again, Clemson doesn't do anything on offense that really amazes you ever. DJ Uyango, uh, I think he's <laughs> he's been he's been overrated since day one. I mean, pretty fair. Mm. I. I do you see them? Sadly, though, I think they probably are the best team in the ACC. Are they yes. gonna? They're just gonna win that and be back in the playoff and get their ass kicked and say okay. Yeah, probably. I probably. I think they're I think they're good. Okay, I'll, I'll say that Clemson on offense they get it done enough, and on defense they're 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 damn good. They're they're. No, not very good. They're they're good on defense. Um, I think if you put us on a neutral field, it really just depends on how we're doing. If we're going to win that game, I think we win. But it, like, if we play like we did against Pitt, no, we don't win that game. Because I I don't want to bring this up, but did you see the Pittsburgh score? I did not. They they lost at home to Georgia Tech. Yeah. Well, <laughs> whatever. Uh, it's that's, that's, that's teams change throughout the season. You can get they do like like Florida. Like you get them early in the season, you're like dead gummit. They're good, and in the late season, they're terrible as they go along. They're yeah, horrible. Now, now teams, some people teams, have Utah rated, ranked above us, even though Utah lost to Florida. Yeah. I mean, teams progressively good. get worse throughout the season or better. So mm-hmm. I, I do. I, and, and it's kind of like a pit thing under Pat Narduzzi. I think uh, last year, you know, they won the ACC and they beat beat us barely. They shouldn't have probably beat us. We let if Hooker plays the whole game and if they call that fourth down right, they don't beat us. But um, uh, after they beat us, they went home and played Western Michigan, and I think they lost by ten or something to Western Michigan. 
And then everyone was like, oh, my God, we lost to a bad team. Then the very next week, or the rest of the season, they go and win the ACC and go to a Peach Bowl and, and would have probably won that if Kenny Pickett decided to play. Yeah. So I don't – I'm not really worried about that. And, and I don't know, it was, it was like raining – and they just kept turning over. It was one of those weird games, and obviously Tech just fired their coach, so they're they're having that, oh, we're going to play. You know, when you fire a coach, the next game is your best game, always, or, or the game after that yeah. if you're Nebraska. Oh, speaking of which, the Nebraska Cornhuskers, they <laughs> beat a Big Ten foe. They beat the Indiana Hoosiers by 14. And what the hell? I mean, good Lord, Tom Allen – I, I guess you're falling apart, but wow. That Oh, another thing. While we're staying in the Midwest, did you see the Wisconsin score? I did not. Look at their ass whooped by Illinois. And oh, they I, did. I, yeah, okay, I did see that, yeah. Brett Bielema made his return to Madison, and I think that's the first time they won in Madison in like 20 years or something like that. Yeah. All, right. All right, so before we get to the LSU game, we're going to do that, preview that real quick at the end of this podcast. But before we get to that, I'm going to go down this list of SEC teams that we've covered already and ask you if Tennessee would beat them. Because okay. we're, we're number eight in the country, okay? Beat them at home, beat them on the road, beat them neutral field. Just beat them. Okay, I'll say neutral field because that's, that's... Neutral. You can go ahead and say that, okay? Ole Miss neutral field. Yes, we beat him. Kentucky. Yes, we we will beat Kentucky. I think that's uh, they they cannot score with us. I'm th- this year if we play like we did against Florida, no way in hell they score with us. Mississippi State. That's a, that's God, a tough that. one. This is just going around the SEC. To How eight. the hell did LSU beat them? I didn't watch that game. I'll be honest. I I I. I because I watched LSU a lot last night, and there's no way in hell they're beating the team I watched Saturday. So college ball is a weird sport. This is just kind of... Can we beat them? Uh, uh, yes. Uh, do I think we would? That's just such uh, a tough one. We suck at pass defense, I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> this is just like a... Kind of like a, a a measuring stick of where we're at in the SEC. I'm actually going to say no. Okay. I'm happy. We, I'm happy we don't play them because it's a really bad matchup for us. That that's okay. like our worst thing. Like they they're not good at what we're really good at. Or what am I trying to say? Like we're we're, we're terrible at pass defense and they pass it a lot. It's a terrible and, matchup. Yeah, it's a terrible matchup. That's basically yeah. it. Bad matchup. Uh, Texas A&M. Uh, yeah, we would, okay. we we would beat them by thirty points. Maybe so 20. we well, we've got we got one loss so far in the SEC. Uh, Arkansas. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, we would pass all over that ass. Um, I wish we could play them. I really wish we could play them because they have, I think, the worst pass defense in the SEC, mm-hmm. and I think I might be including Vandy. Um, and we just, I, I'm not impressed at all by Alabama doing that. By the way, like that pass defense, there's only two pass defenses that might be worse than ours, and that's Arkansas and Vandy, mm-hmm. and. Yeah, that's not that impressive. We're to beat Alabama, we're going to have to score with them though, because they're, they're going to score. Auburn. 
Yeah. Just you beat them. Yes, we we would beat Auburn anywhere you want it. Missouri. We will beat Missouri. Mm-hmm. Georgia. No. I'm uh, I'm not buying that they're, they're what they were. I want to believe it. I want to believe that was the team they are, but I also saw them <laughs> slaughter Oregon on national television like and look like they're on God mode. So I know that exists. I hope that team doesn't come to play. But if it does, we are dead in the water because they got talent coming out of the ass. And I hate Georgia. I hate them. I hate them. I hate them. I I hate Georgia more than any program ever. I I I find their fans repulsive, except for Joe. Joe Joe, I love. Okay, I love you, right. Joe. In case you're watching. So Vandy win. You don't have to ask these. <laughs> Alabama. Is there a chance? Oh, there's a chance. There's a chance. <laughs> oh, there's a chance, my friend. I will be bringing a cigar to Neyland Stadium on October 15th. And, uh, <laughs> I'll be there. We I won't. I don't want to predict this because I'm just on neutral field. We probably lose to them. Okay, I'll be honest with that. But in Neyland Stadium, them coming off. Hopefully, AM wants to play hard for them, so they have to play four quarters, and they'll be a little worn down. Uh, I think. We have a third thirty-eight percent chance of winning. Thirty-eight. Wow. I'm not thinking th- forty <laughs> sounded like too much, and thirty-five doesn't sound like enough. Uh, I'm thirty-eight. All right. Well, here we go. It's pretty good. LSU. Yes, we will be beating them Saturday. It, it, it won't be easy, in my opinion. I, I think. I think plot the- twist. Plot twist. We kill them. Tennessee kill kills them. LSU. LSU cannot score. They cannot score. Their offense is the most. It's, they're like the Tennessee Titans of offenses. Their vanilla mm-hmm. is all get out. You know they're, what they're doing. It's so boring. It's so dull. They're so slow. It, it is very conservative. It's painfully conservative. Very so, conservative. Tennessee, oh. Tennessee, below. Close out the podcast. What is your final score of that game? Tennessee, thirty-four, LSU thirty-one. Oh wow! So LSU scores I, that much. Okay. I I don't think our uh, after that Florida game. I just I don't know. <laughs> Our defense is a little. I hope they. I hope they surprise me. And, but here's my score: Tennessee thirty-six, LSU twenty-four. Okay. Okay. Thirty-six twenty-four. Tennessee takes care of business at a noon kickoff in Baton Rouge. Eleven a.m. <laughs> Eleven a.m. And do you see that tweet they put out? They're, yeah, they're, LSU. They're, yeah, they're mad. About it. <laughs> yeah. It's and some guy commented, uh, uh, "We're gonna pack Death Valley," and, and I commented underneath it. Or an LSU fan commented that we're gonna let's pack Death Death Valley, and I, I put underneath it. Consider it done, because we are bringing a convoy, and yours truly will will be there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how I am going to afford it all. I am very. 
Oh God, I am just—it's <laughs> sad. The time you, I, line, I'm bro. thinking of starting a GoFundMe. Go I mean, I'm not lying because <laughs> uh, I think I got to rent a car and all this crap. Yeah, uh, uh, it's well, gonna be fun though. I'm, 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 I'm. It better be fun. I think it will. I think Tennessee gets the win and Baton Rouge. Can Can you blame me though for this little bit of me right now? That's like a Tennessee fan. It's like no, we uh. No, not we, at all. We, we, we beat Florida. I was like, oh, not sorry. at all. It's like I, I, I feel like I shouldn't have more. I feel like, I feel like the kid who just gets enough presents. Like, it's like, oh, I got my present, so nothing else can be good. I feel like, I feel like we got our, that win. I feel like, oh, now I gotta get, come up, get punched in the face. <laughs> I got my fun. I had my fun. Now it's now it's time for my. <laughs> Josh Heupel and this team getting healthy. Off a of bye week to watch two weeks of game footage. LSU's not gonna win. Josh Heupel, do you know what his record is on bye weeks? Coming on bye weeks, undefeated, six and one. But yeah, okay, but pretty much undefeated. And what were the two best games last year? What games did our offense looked the best last year? What two games? Uh, I think Kentucky. Well, no, Kentucky didn't look good. Okay. I, I I guess. Well, I I think that the two best games we played last year were Missouri and South Carolina. Those are two teams that made bowl games, and we lit them up like a candle. And those are both noon kickoffs. I think this team performs better early, and I think you can catch LSU sleeping. And uh, just I I I think there's a possibility you could like just be routing them. That that's a possibility because Brian Kelly, I don't think he's ever played a team like this, has he? No, he's been around a lot, and he, and he seems like the kind of coach to be stuck in his ways and not adjust to this kind of style. True, I, I think it could, we could be having some fun. I I do think they will do the fake injury crap because Brian Kelly has no uh, no shame. I would I would agree with that. I think Vols beat LSU with not much effort. I really think that's how it's going to go. I think they haven't seen a team like Tennessee yet. And they're going to hit him. And Tennessee's going to punch him in the right mouth. They're going to punch him right in the mouth. What do you think about them beating Mississippi State, though? Because we admit Mississippi State's good. I don't know. I don't really care. I just saw, I, Josh, I, I saw Josh Heupel is just a genius on offense. I kind of just chalked that one up to like. Mike Leach weird weird games like there just be times he, where Mike he Leach, has those yep yeah he, he, like big time and I think they just that was it and they probably saw them lose to Florida State and didn't take them seriously listen our team is going to take this seriously and honestly I kind of like I just said I think LSU is going to score thirty one that'd be a lot for them but honestly I could kind of see our defense having a decent day because of how bad it was last week and I think. We'll close the podcast on this. Do you think last week, two weeks against Florida, last game we played against Florida, they played defense the way they did on purpose to not give up that back-breaking play? They kind of played conservative, and they just didn't want to give up that. They didn't want to have QB1, Anthony Richardson running all of the field against us. So they spot him. Mm-hmm. 
they never gave up that long, massive play against Florida. But against Pitt, they injured their starting two quarterbacks, their starter and the backup. Well, they had the they're, backup they're, limping. <laughs> exactly, but that's what I mean, pretty much. Oh, so man, That game was dirty. I, I feel like, listen, Tim Banks gets a lot of heat. He actually doesn't get a lot of heat. That's, that's a false statement. Sometimes he gets heat for the way his defenses play defense. But then after the game is over and you have time to process the whole game, you kind of see why the defense played the way they played. Mm-hmm. And everyone's talking about how the DBs are so bad, and I get that. Like, we need DB help 100%. But also, the Florida game, they didn't let anything get behind them. They didn't let that big, like I said, back-breaking play happen. The biggest play they let up was that uh, the missed tackles. Missed tackles. Yeah, the, the oh, missed Lord. tackles. They just they just missed tackles. That was the biggest play. And then against Pitt, they brought the house and killed the quarterback. Oh, that D line, our D line is legit. I think our they're D-line, good. And who coaches our D line? Rodney Garner. I mm. think. That, that's one thing in my head. It's like, well, what's the one position group that has like the most experienced assistant coach? You know, that'd be uh-huh. D line. That's uh-huh. that makes me. That's why I'm kind of like thinking, oh, no, I don't want to replace some coaches with some more highly talented coaches. Like I flow this on Twitter. I got absolutely blitzed by this. Some people are on my side. Very few, but um, most people disagree with me. I'm not saying fire Tim Banks. I'm not like, I don't think he's the worst defense coordinator in the world. I think he's a pretty good defense coordinator. I think he, he can be, he can be good and he knows what he's working with and knows how to limit the damage basically. Um, but Jeff Collins at uh George tech, he was just fired. And before that he was at Mississippi state and they had a great defense before that he was at Florida they have back-to-back top 10 defenses. Now, do you think, I mean, wouldn't you feel a little more comfortable if we had a guy that was, like, known for the best defenses in the SEC or some of the best behind the head of it? I I, I like Tim Banks, and he's, re, he's recruiting the dude, so we probably don't need to touch it. I don't think you need to touch it yet because yeah. – we don't know what we have yet on defense. And like I said earlier in the podcast, this next recruiting class is pretty much yeah. majority is defense. So they know the problem. They know what needs to be fixed. And based on the recruiting class, they're going to fix that. So what do you think about my opinions? I will say this. Uh, Tim Banks, he he was the defense coordinator at Illinois for four seasons. And the first three seasons, I think they ranked in the 90s in points allowed every year. And then in his last year, 2015, they had a defense that was ranked 35th. So you could say, like, once he got his players in, that that position group started – or that that group started performing a lot better. I don't know – I think – trying to figure out why he left there after that. I think it was like the, the interim was in and 
was it was Love, it was Lovey Smith, right? Was it? No, was that? Was it? I think it might have been. Yeah. No, no, no. It was before Lovey. Like it was 2012 to 2015. Okay. All right. Yeah. They they had a weird situation. I I don't know. It, I remember them having a really weird situation where like they hired like a like the interim and made him the head coach for like a season and then moved on from him. It was it was one of those weird situations. Um. But whatever, it doesn't matter. He had a, he. Had, but what I'm saying is, once he got his guys in, they had a highly ranked defense. Right. Which is to be kind of happening right now. He's recruiting deep. Josh Ivel's not recruiting defense. He's recruiting defense. So, and that's half our recruiting class. So, would you want to hammer the portal in this this uh, upcoming? We need to get some. Yes, we're losing on defense. We lose Baron Tyler Baron Byron Young. We need linebackers. Uh, Yeah, we're losing Banks. We're losing. We need linebackers. Um, we need some more. Yeah, we just. Yeah, we do. What do you think about? Were you kind of surprised how much Jawan Mitchell's been playing since he's been active? Like he's been playing more than Beasley, and I thought Beasley was doing pretty good. Beasley's pretty damn good. Yeah, I don't, I don't but know. It, about it, that, but it it may be like a situational thing again. Yeah, of, I mean, of who we're playing. So, um, Jawan Mitchell's doing fine. I, I, I don't know. Do you think a lot of our? I feel like we we're bad at tackling. I, I I think we're that's that's a problem on this team. And do you think that you put that more to talent or coaching? Uh, that's coaching, in my opinion. Hmm. So, come on, Haddon. I hate watching him try to tackle guys. It's it's pretty bad. Even what? Even one guy got down at pits like. Like he comes in and slaps had, the whole had arm. Is, slap. Had had is not a tackler, but he can make plays. Yeah, he's always he's a playmaker, but he's not a good tackler. Um, yeah, I agree. He, he gets a lot of playing time for a reason, uh, but he's got to. I feel like he's got to give out on the tackling more. Like I feel like sometimes our guys don't want to fully use their whole body you know like they're, they're trying to just like tackle them and not have to dive on the ground but dude like this is the sec you're gonna have to right you have to go balls to the wall and like you gotta play like your life's on the line right i feel like we haven't seen wesley walker a lot i know i'm just i'm just spewing out names that's <laughs> fine that's fine but i feel like i thought i remember he had like a sack or two in the in the pittsburgh game i feel like i haven't seen him at all since I don't know. Health is so weird. Like they'll just not use guys and not say they're injured, but they probably are. One quick question before we end this podcast: Where's Turnage been? That's that's who I'm thinking of primarily. He's played in three games, very sparingly. He had a knee injury, like in the last week of camp, and uh, but he was still able to play against. Uh, Ball State, but he only played like the last drive of the game, and he played like one drive against Florida. Didn't record any stats, but it says on the play log. I literally like sent messages to people about this because I'm really trying to research what's up with him because uh-huh. I'll never forget him playing against South Carolina and getting the SEC Defensive Player of the Week. And after that, he just disappears off the face of the earth. He did. Seems like it. Yeah. I I'm gonna chalk it up to injuries. I think his knees giving him hell. Right, and I like Tamarian McDonald, but yeah, he had that 
he was uh chasing Richardson and he just falls like way too early and like <laughs> just I'm just like God you had him <laughs> what are you yeah I will say though like that Richardson guy when he is on he is freaking good on I agree um but anyways next week we will be back to talk LSU. Yes, we will well, figure out what happens versus LSU at a 11 o'clock noon game Eastern time. So we will figure out what happens. We do not play in Death Valley at night. No drunk occasions. They're going to be hungover. <laughs> uh, the team will be hungover. Hopefully Brian Kelly will look hungover even though he's probably not drinking. He just always looked like that. With his um, family. My family. <laughs> I love my family. Where are you from, Massachusetts? Um, <laughs> uh, you know, oh, it's all biscuits and gravy to me. <laughs> I, right. I, I, w- I would play that up so much about him. <laughs> <laughs> I would, everything I do is like, how y'all doing? Oh, man. Ah, this weather had me quite famous today. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I hope this sweet tea cools me my, my down from this hot, hot Delta sun. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm your host, Randy, alongside Austin Brown. We'll be back next week to discuss the LSU versus Tennessee game. Austin, had a fun time with this podcast. It's fun. We will do fun. it again. Very relaxing. Next week, Lacey, we're praying for Nash. Yes. So. Yeah. We are. But God bless and good night. Go balls. Go balls.